DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to to welcome in the host, the co-host of The Big Show, Gordon Monson, a.k.a. The Godfather. Yeah. Yeah, He's threatened to put a horse's head in my bed many times. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the classic all-time scenes that none of us can ever forget. (laughs) Giddy up. Funny thing is, I just watched that uh, with my daughter about a month ago. A month ago? What about last night? What about last week? What's wrong with you? <laughs> first time, first time she'd seen it, and uh, she was properly uh, freaked out by that. <laughs> PK, uh, you watch that annually. Uh, you do the marathon, don't you? What, what holiday is that? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Why? Yeah. Because it's an appropriate family holiday, <laughs> and that's a family movie. So yes, it was. It was awesome, Gordon, because when the lines that come up in the movie, she's like. That's why you say that. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. She's like, no, I know why you say that. I'm like, yep. I read, I read about it once. They, uh, they offered, I can't remember who they offered that part to uh, as the godfather, but it was somebody who wouldn't have done it anywhere near as well, obviously. But uh, anyway, what a, all, one of the all-time greats. So, speaking of the all-time greats, how about Giannis going for 50 to win the NBA title, turning down the chance to go form a super team, which he talked about right after the game. And in the postgame, when he turns to Middleton on the court and says, Chris, we did it, that's got to be an awfully sweet moment. But how much does it inspire players in other cold-weather, small-market, less-than-glamorous destinations? Yeah, it's a thing of beauty, man. I mean, he is an inspiration, or should be, if other people are paying attention in, in a couple ways, DJ. I, I like that that's where you started, because that was one of the first thoughts I had, is uh, is there anybody around here who gets a little antsy and who wants to get out of here and go to the uh, you know the bright light somewhere? No, you can win it right where you are if you... Uh, if you make that determination and if the team helps you along the way. I mean, the addition of Drew Holiday probably didn't hurt at all, even though that wasn't a cheap acquisition. But, yeah, yeah both things happened in the case of the Bucks, And then Giannis was good enough to, to take responsibility and put it right on his own shoulders and take care of business. That was one of the all-time great performances. I'll, you know, DJ, I know that you remember every great performance from the past, but that's one that I think people will be talking about 25 years from now. No doubt about that. And look, my other thoughts on it are not only did Giannis play great, but look at the way, look at the way that game was won. I mean, if you look at it from a statistical standpoint, the Bucks killed the Suns on the boards, man. They just, they rebounded like crazy. And then, the, they uh, there was not a whole lot the uh, Suns could do to slow down Giannis. So what did they end up doing? They ended up doing what the old Jazz teams used to do. They fouled them, and the uh, Bucks uh, outscored the Suns by nine at the free throw line. And so yeah, I mean, boom, there you go. So when I look at this team as it relates to the rest of the NBA, and obviously as it relates to the Jazz, because that's what we do here, uh, uh, two things come to mind is that, number one, you better draft well. And, yeah. and then, because they've got 
some good draft picks. Obviously, the two best players were Giannis and Middleton. And Giannis, middle of the first round. And you could say, okay, he was a foreign guy, so they weren't really sure. It was an unusual set of circumstances. But Middleton wasn't. And he was a second-round guy. And so they drafted him. So you better draft well. And then you there's really three things for me. You better uh, be smart in your acquisitions. Getting Brooke Lopez at a time when the league was changing. If you look at Brook Lopez's stats early on when he was playing with other teams, he didn't shoot the three at all. Now he's shooting the three in abundance, especially compared to early. So he, he had like a mid-life, NBA life changeover dramatically. And so they pick him up. They pick up a guy like Connaughton. And, you know, Holiday they gave up a lot for, as you already said. So And he clearly made them better. He was better than Drew Blitz, so there's no question about that. So they were smart in their other acquisitions and picking up Tucker, plucking him off a, a veteran guy off a team that's going nowhere in Houston and doesn't need a veteran in a rebuilding situation. So you got those two things going on. And then you better be healthy. And if you have those three things, I think you can contend. And as you were talking, PK, I was thinking about the Jazz as we do relate everything to yeah, that. Sure. Uh, yeah, that they have that they have uh, some similarities there, not only in their situation, but in their acumen and uh, some of the things that they've done. And maybe it, it lays out a plan for some of the things they still need to do. And and I like that you brought up the health thing. And I know that nobody wants to make excuses for that, but you got to be healthy in order to win these things. And the honest, I mean, he almost wasn't healthy. And if he hadn't been healthy, they wouldn't have won the thing. But I don't know how he came back from that buckling of the knee, but but he did. And uh, it was it was a pleasure to watch, man. And here's another thing, PK, and I don't know. I don't know. I just got this vibe, and I don't know whether anybody else was really thought about that or not, but I just thought the Bucks were more – what's the word? They were – collectively stronger from a standpoint that I saw him occasionally complain to the referees, but not like the Suns. The Suns were whining after darn near every call. And I understand this is the first time they've been anywhere near this kind of situation. And those guys have to learn their lessons. And it's not like the Bucks were used to going to the finals, but I just thought the Bucks comported themselves in a way that looked far more determined and less uh, less whiny, for lack of a better term, and and that paid off for him at the end. So the memo then is, despite the fact the Suns went from well, they didn't go worst to first, but they went from worst to second. You still have to pay your dues. You got to take your lumps. You have to have your heart broken. Then you have to have your heart broken again. Then maybe <laughs> if things break your way, you get the title because that's the Buck story. They had the best record two years ago, and they didn't get to the finals. And in the bubble, they didn't get to the finals. And yes, the Nets had injuries and they squeaked it out in seven, but they're the champs. Well, I I guess I'll say it this way: I, it, it would behoove the Jazz if Donovan Mitchell were paying attention to what happened with the Bucks. I mean, he, he really needs to study what took place there. And uh, I think it would help him, and it would definitely help the Jazz if if that took place. And he understood that these you know championships can be won in a place that uh, isn't a destination spot in the NBA if if the team 
is willing to just put a couple of pieces in place that enable that. And then, of course, you got to be lucky. I mean, you just you do. And that's the, in some respects, that's the health uh, aspect of the equation. And that I think, you know, as I was watching those two teams play, I was thinking, how far off are the Jazz from this level of play? It ain't that far, guys. It ain't that far. Okay, so with that in mind, tweak the roster or make a significant change. I'm open to either or both as long as the team comes back better next year. The bottom line for me is be better. I don't care how you do it. So I'm not married to, well, we got to bring it back and run it again, or, man, we got to make major changes. I'm open to either, whichever works to make your team better. How about you? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it, it's like you guys were talking about. I mean, the Jazz have to be smart, and, and that's what you have to be in in a, in a market that isn't uh, one of those destination markets. You can't you can't necessarily make up for bad mistakes by luring in some superstar who's going to make all the difference in the world. They just need to make the right alterations, and I think they're pretty sure that that they know where the weaknesses are. And, yeah, I mean, I don't think it is a major, major acquisition, but I think it's there's one or two, one significant move that they could make uh, that would uh, bolster their cause and maybe one other move that might help them with some depth. But, but I don't think these are giant, giant moves, just things that would help them when they get matched up with a team like the Clippers in the playoffs. That, that's maybe a little athleticism and a little more defense on the perimeter. How much do you think a little more, uh, for lack of a more eloquent term, you're the writer, you can come up with a more eloquent term. I would just say a little more piss offedness. <laughs> I think it's pissed, what? not just piss. That's what I said, pissed offedness. No, you didn't. I did too. <laughs> so... The fact that they got their hearts broken again is a positive. And the matter that makes them, the better. And the, the resolve Donovan brought to the first round this year, he said it. We're not going down the first round again. And they didn't. He needs to bring that resolve for four playoff series. Resolve might be a, a, a better term. I, I didn't know that piss off at this was a word <laughs> and i secondly i didn't know you could say that on the radio me either it was yeah, a slip I, of the tongue so we'll give him a break my bad <laughs> if it's so any consolation i had a worse one that turns out really was worse and i was just i really blit he was just but, trying uh, to give a was, street cred to him and you I know was, him Whitey White failed, but his point was taken. <laughs> I haven't heard Whitey White in a while. You pulled, you dusted that one off and brought it down off the top shelf. <laughs> That's like circa 2008. That was three Olympics ago. Oh, maybe brother. four. Maybe that was Athens. Hey, Gordon, hey, where are you? How are you hanging on? <laughs> <laughs> Some things never go away, do they? No. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, PK, you can relate to this. The only time that I've sworn on the radio was doing a show with PJ back in the day. And uh, it was a very proud moment. But he, <laughs> he, he, he pushed me to the point 
of actually saying out loud the word that the, the, uh, the uh, abbreviation is BS. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, brother. Anyway. yeah, I, I, well, You shouldn't have been there. so wrong, Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm used to it, though. You know, it happens every day. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like your point there. Uh, even in your sloppy way of saying it, 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 uh, it that, that, that they essentially are uh, having to, uh, you know, take care of their business and learn their lessons uh, each year. The thing is that everybody is so so impatient these days, including the, the superstar players at times. So, yeah, you got to learn your lesson each time and take your steps forward. But you still got to take care of your business and be lucky enough to be healthy when you're matched up against a team in the playoffs. <laughs> That, that may expose some of your weaknesses because almost every team has them and, and the Jazz have to be able to weather that storm. But if they're angry and they're good, uh, that, that's huge. And that's why I think that really Donovan really needs to, you know, when you point the finger outside, you're pointing three back at yourself and he has to be the superstar. He is the superstar. He is already but he has to be at the level where Giannis was at to lead his team this time around. And he's got some nice pieces around him. If he has a little more help and a little more luck as far as health goes, I think that they'll, they'll be there. I mean, I, I do. I, I don't see uh, a need to go crazy here. But if they see a deal that will uh, make it a slam dunk, then all right, good on them. Yeah, that's the way I feel, obviously. As far as Mike Conley goes, my line of thinking is I don't really care if they bring him back as long as they get a player of equal or greater value, which is obvious. I get that. So the well, problem- that means bring him back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. But I'm not necessarily tied to him individually, but most likely I am because you're not going to be able to accomplish what I just said. So bringing him back for me, you know, and it's not my money, so it's easy to say. I'm more concerned about the duration of the contract rather than the individual money. In your mind, what's an ideal contract for him? Uh, you're exactly right, and I guarantee you that that's what the Jazz are looking at, and that's what Conley's looking at as well because he wants the security. I don't know why. I mean, it's not like Mike Conley is uh, you know hurting for uh, a few extra bucks, but uh, I guess that's the way the world works, and uh but I agree. You can't. I ideal for the Jazz would be two years. Uh, I think that's probably what they're looking at for him. But uh, he, of course, would be looking for something a little more uh, elongated than that. You know. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he because he he knows that his game is going to slow down over the next uh, couple of years, and uh, the Jazz know it too. So how badly do they want him? Are they willing to cave? on that a little bit. I, I think getting Mike Conley back short of short of what you were just describing there, TK, uh, if you get a talent uh, in return somehow, then, then maybe uh, you would make a move. Otherwise I think they need to do everything they can to get him. Uh, but I'm not going to go crazy with the length of the deal. Uh, maybe, maybe if you have to, but you better be sure that it's not going to be a waste of money because I mean, Donovan and, and uh, Rudy are, are still relatively young, and you don't want to uh, hamstring yourself. Uh, sorry for that, uh, uh, you know, uh, pointing that out with uh, Mike Conley's hamstring problem. Oh, I get it. But, yeah, yeah, you don't want to be hamstrung over over the next few years. So we'll see how it goes. But I think I know that the Jazz are extremely 
interested in getting him back. So that, that's priority number one for them this offseason. So you got any other priorities, either for internal development or player acquisition? Anything else you want to tweak? I'm not sure that anything that the Jazz have right now is going to fill that defensive need. I've heard some people say, well, the Jazz should have should have developed their bench more, you know, their extended bench uh, to find more defensive players. I just uh, the people I've talked to and with my own eyes, I'm I'm not sure that 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 substantial help is already. Uh, in the fold, uh, so they they do need help on the perimeter as far as defense goes. I, that that you just because you know I mean what if they run into the Clippers again, and who knows what's going to happen with the Clippers? I don't know what Kawhi's going to do. Do you have any idea what he's? going to do? I don't do? even know when he's going to be available. Yeah, and they, and they they uh, you know I mean they they the Clippers handled the Jazz without Kawhi. So uh, maybe maybe that's not as big a deal as, as I'm making it, but the, the Jazz do have to address that, that defensive perimeter. And uh, and I do believe that uh, had they been fully healthy and if Mike Conley had been able to go, that series against Clippers might have gone differently. You go back and look at some of the some of the games that Mike Conley had against the Clippers, and I think they were extremely happy to see him not on the floor. The other thing about Conley and, they, and any kind of deal that might be made I think Mike Conley is the kind of guy who, uh, well, is the anti-Gordon Hayward. I don't think that Mike would screw the Jazz over in any which way and would be probably willing to uh, work with the Jazz if uh, if a deal was uh, possible. I, I think he's probably a character guy who, who might do what he can to help. Uh, and what Gordon Hayward did to the Jazz was an absolute well, that's a word I better not say. <laughs> man, yeah, man. Sounded like you're getting some little piss off at this. <laughs> <laughs> at what level is the piss off at this uh, sufficient? I, well, uh, uh, DJ, could you, uh, could you uh, sort of define that term for us a little more clearly so we know? No, it sounds like you're pretty clear. <laughs> Leave it to the TV guy to come up with a term for softness. I've never heard him say that on in front of the camera. Not yet, uh, but tune in Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> if this conversation keeps up. <laughs> oh, man. We saw the other day BYU hired a uh, non-LDS gal as the uh, women's head cross coach for cross country. Now, she'd been assistant and been the acting head coach. But do you think it's any sort of groundbreaking that they might consider it for some men's sports that might be a little higher profile? Say maybe like if a Kalani Sataki took off to Ed Lamb in football? Uh, well, first of all, let me say that it's about time. I mean, come on, what does that have to do? I understand what BYU's mission is. I understand what the environment is down there. But really, shouldn't you hire the best person available for a job? If you want a football coach and Kalani wanted to leave, why wouldn't you hire the best person available, regardless of what their religious affiliation is? Now, all you folks out there, I know what you're saying. Oh, wait, no, you got to. That's the way BYU is and all that stuff. doesn't have to be that way. I know that if a player is sitting there going, oh, should I go on a mission? Should I not go on a mission? They want somebody to head the program who who can address that with a certain perspective in mind. But you have others. So you can have other advisors there who can play that role. I've always thought get the best person available for the job, 
and then you know let let those other more spiritual religious matters be taken care of by others. There's no, and not only that, but there are people who bring a perspective to uh, to a scenario to a situation that is uh, let's just say healthy. And I think sometimes uh, you know the best people in the world don't have to be Mormon. You know, or, L- usually, or LDS, yeah, oh, or yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, right. I mean, there's a lot of not only, but people can bring perspective that is advantageous to uh, to a program, uh, regardless of what their background is, as far as religion goes. I know that you know BYU would want them to follow the honor code, but as far as having a temple recommend, I just think that's sort of that's just uh, that 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 time we're far past that. I mean. That, the th- that thinking is almost as archaic as saying you can't wear a beard. So you're saying that having a beard should be acceptable? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I okay. mean, this is we're not talking about the beatniks of the 50s anymore. Bless your heart, Ernie Wilkinson. But, I mean, I think it's still a point now. <laughs> come on. That's, that's, that's just kind of silly now. Uh, you know, what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do does, with the character of one? What does Ernie Wilkinson have to do with it? Because he was the president of the university when that thing, I think, was implemented. And uh, and I and I know people who are related to Ernie and uh, whatever. I mean, that's just kind of silly. What's that just doesn't. It's not a reflection of of what one's character is or how righteous one is. And uh, you go back through uh, LDS church history and look at all the church leaders who had beards. I, I've never understood that grooming standard. It just seems reactionary and silly to me uh, because there are so many good people in the world who. One, uh, wear beards, and two, are LDS or not LDS. It doesn't really, that kind of thing, uh, I know it's a private university and they can make their own decisions about these and that, and I know they will, but uh, aren't we past that point that, that you need to have to check every box in that way? I mean, there are so many good people in the world who are really smart, who are really good football, basketball tennis track and field coaches whatever they are who who could who could be in that role and be a be a a, a person to be proud of having a part of associated with your university take that ernie yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> well on that note Bob, before yeah, we go yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> today this very day is a significant day in the monson household and it's up to Gordon to make it significant. So, are you going to drop the ball, or are you going <laughs> to hit a home run there, G-Man? <laughs> well, after just shy of 40 years of marriage, I better get my wife's birthday right, right? <laughs> oh, well, duh. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, because I wouldn't want her to reach DJ's level of piss-off. At- <laughs> 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 you know, that's not healthy. For, uh, oh, for for the marriage, so I'll, I'll try and get that. I'll try and get that right. Uh, when you were talking about a day of significance, I was thinking, oh man, PK's going to talk about Nick Saban letting out of the bag that uh, Bryce Young, their quarterback <laughs> that hasn't ever played a, a single down, is edging toward a million dollars in uh, endorsements and whatnot. But yeah, not, yeah, yeah Bryce Young has made a million dollars, and meanwhile, Mac Jones is saying, "Why were you so underpaid, son?" <laughs> 
That reminds me of the old joke. What was it? Who was the uh, UNLV player who didn't turn pro one year because somebody said he didn't want to take a pay cut? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, I'll get my wife's birthday, Lisa, happy birthday, and uh, I'll do everything I can to get that one right. And I'll try even to behave properly, too, which is the hardest part of all. No, for sure, yeah. I mean, you you better get it right. Today's the day. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll uh, let you go start working on that. Make it happen. All right. I'm, I'm trying to think of an abbreviation because when I said that naughty word that I said all those years ago with you and uh, DJ when we were doing the show together, you know, I, I should have opted for the BS uh, version. And now I'm thinking PO it this might be uh, <laughs> the way to go from here on. You keep working on that. Let me know how it goes. Hey. Or maybe maybe poetness. Or, I, I don't know. Just work on it. Just dawned on me the last time we had uh, Gordon on. I think some uh, administrator issued an email. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's, let's set the record straight on that. I said what I said, and I meant what I said. And it may have been a tad bit aggressive, but the piss off in this factor at the other end was really, really uh, aggressive. And, and that's okay. I mean, you called me on a day when I just said goodbye to my daughter, and I wasn't going to see her again for a long time. And I, I, that was still a new phenomenon for me. And I did happen to call someone who was in a powerful position a liar. And, uh, and he did issue. <laughs> he did issue. I still, in all my in my forty plus year career, I've never seen anybody issue a press release like that. Well, you never, somebody... you would never cross the line like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Right. Wait, who was crossing what line? I don't know, but I sure enjoyed it either way. <laughs> there was a cause and effect. There. A certain oh, radio host. <laughs> yeah, I dropped my daughter. I dropped my daughter off at the airport, and I'm in my car, and the phone rings, and the rest is history. <laughs> Get Gordon on the line. Okay, I'll call him tomorrow. No, now. <laughs> uh, he's retired now. And God bless him. Uh, Did a fine job. Him and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All the stories I could tell, but then uh, then everybody would be reach a level of this off and this maybe a better stop. Now. I just I just got a text from someone. Ernie Wilkinson just got more piss off in this. <laughs> and I, I don't want to say who it was right now, but I will tell you two in the break and you will enjoy it at an even higher level. All right, we gotta run, Gordon. Thank you. All right, just don't insult anybody for the rest of the show. They'll, they'll suffer like this off. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.